Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudy, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world via our YouTube channel. Go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's true you can die over a chicken sandwich. Learn why cutting a line at Popeye's can have deadly consequences. Also, has the KUSD lost control? We've got teachers sharing full frontal nudity with students, and bullies getting a free pass contrary to the supposed zero-tolerance policy. Also, musical guest Russ Belt. And we will talk with the newly relocated production company, Lakeshore Productions, which has recently become a Kenosha-based company. We're going to be speaking with them about their new independent film coming out this winter, The Bone Box. So we'll be talking to the whole crew over there at Lakeshore Productions. That and more on tonight's episode of Get Real with Ralph. Watch us streaming live on YouTube again at GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Tune in. Have fun. And we're back in the studio here at AM 1050 WLIP. This is Ralph Nudie in for himself on Get Real with Ralph, along with my co-host and trusty audio engineer over there, Mr. Jim Selovich, the man with the plan. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing just fantastic. Dude, I love the shirt you're wearing today. Thanks, man. That is, you know what? I'll bet you Luana doesn't even know what that is. Do you know what this is? It's purple. No, no, no. Look at the design on the middle of his shirt. First of all, it's blue. <laughs> For those of you that are looking on, let me, let me stand if you're up watching there. on the internet right now, make sure you get that in there. Right, get, right. get the shot of this. You know it what? It looks like somebody put a boot on you. Okay. If, you're, if, if you happen to be watching online and you know what this is, you can even call in within the next two minutes. Right. We're going to give it away in a 694 1050, but you better call fast. What is that? I know Donnie Mac knows I, what it I is because. No you don't know what that is? You're, you're, you, you, me, Jim, and Richard, this dude over Richard here, Richard, are the only people old enough to even know what those are. That's a little Baby. plastic insert you snap it into a 45. Pay, it means you didn't pay your parking tickets. No. Oh. You got a boot. It, it wow. is, it, yeah, the 45s <laughs> you put on the stereo. On, yeah, on the third, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I wore this today at rehearsal for, for the show I'm in, and one of the girls uh, said they, they look like penises. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm never gonna look the really shirt. Look at one. this shirt the same way again. First of all, I want to know where her mind is at. <laughs> but, um, but it's it, it is for that. Yeah. Not the penises. But, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very dirty, dirty goal. So, uh, so that's how we start our show off. Absolutely. <laughs> so big weekend. Um, and the Who music. The Who. <laughs> who are you? Oh, what? Who's the bumper music? Who? Who's the? Who is the bumper music? I text back. I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So check this out. We're having our production meeting, and Luana is new to our production team. Say hello, Luana, and wave. Hi. And we're going to get to introducing you in a minute, but we were talking about the music, and I said, send Jim an email and ask him who the bump featured art uh, musician is and, and the for text, bumper music. And the text says, who is the bumper music? So I said, okay. I text back. I said, okay. Yeah. So 
Normally, every every week we have a featured artist for our bumper music that's based on like maybe it's the anniversary of somebody's death, maybe it's their birthday, maybe it's the year an album came out, whatever it happens to be. And Jim normally comes up with that, being the music buff that he is. Uh-huh. And so I was asking you to ask him who the bumper music is. So and when he got I that asked. text from you, and when he got that text from you, says who is the bumper music? He thought that we were telling him that the who the band is the bumper is music. the bumper music. <laughs> You're just now figuring this out. Do you I know who the who more is? Specific. Pacific. 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 <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you were Caribbean. <laughs> no, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, Caribbean, not Pacific. No, Puerto Rican, not yeah. Caribbean. P- Puerto Rico <laughs> is in the Caribbean Ocean. Gulf of Mexico, isn't it? Oh, Gulf. I'm sorry. Gulf, not Pacific. Now, now I'm now I'm the idiot. Okay. So anyway. Can, can we start over? No. Let's start no, over. I guess no, we let's we start do. over. Anyway, so that's why... Yeah. He, he said okay because he was saying okay to it. It's the who, okay. yeah, right. And then you so never told me, and I'm like, who's the music? And then all of a sudden, the who comes on. Yeah, I'm I like, said, yeah. The so who. I asked him during the break, and he told me, I'm like, that's that's priceless and stupid all at the same time. <laughs> and 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 that's the theme of our show, really. Priceless yes. but stupid. Well, yeah. But and then I got it's text, like a show about nothing. Then I get a text message back with him with long red hair, saying, yeah. "Do you like red hair people?" Yeah. Red hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, we open uh, Friday for uh, Kringle the Musical at the Sixth Street Theater in Racine. And you're a redhead? Uh, yeah, I He's am in Racine. Are you Kringle? Uh, no, I actually play a farm girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Her name is Tina. All right. Get, get this dude's face <laughs> so you can see the face of the dude who's playing a farm girl. I'm playing a farm girl. I'm, I'm playing, uh, I'm, I'm playing a, uh, a, a henchman, Italian henchman. But the one that you, you know sent what? me was the farm girl. You would be more convincing to me as a farm girl, I'm just going to yeah. say. You look great. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 just I look pretty hot, don't I? Yeah. Here I come, Wendy's. Because I've, yeah. <laughs> I've met some Italian henchmen in my lifetime, and I've met some farm girls, and you're definitely more convincing as a farm girl. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I've seen I some also, pretty I, rough farm girls. I also, oh, he was playing it very well. I also, mustache and everything. I also, and he had a Kango hat on. Yeah, I, I was married to a farm girl. She had a mustache. I was like, the last time I seen a Kango hat was with Samuel Jackson. I, I'm I'm also playing a uh, Ray the River Rat. We actually Ray a, a, a real person rat? in Racine back in the day. Ray the River Rat used to. Uh, oh, the River Rat. Yeah, I thought you said Ray the, the River rat. rat is his name, and he would go out to the golf courses and get the golf balls if you hit them over the fence and sell them back to you. <laughs> oh yeah, I met him. You, you met me, right? Yeah. Oh, I met him on the golf course. I'm saying. Yeah. Four. Actually, yeah. Four. Actual, actual <laughs> real person. Four. There's a story of uh, the uh, artistic director over at the uh, theater. Father used to be a bartender at Russ's Tap in Racine. And Ray came in. He was really drunk because he was a drunk. And he came in and he threw him out. So Ray came back through the side door. He goes, oh, get out of here. Go to the bar down the street. So Ray goes in the side door of the same bar. <laughs> he comes walking in. And he says, are you bartend everywhere? <laughs> That is that is the guy I'm playing oh, so in, in in this in is this, in this based musical. on a true story. It's loosely based on yeah. Because all it, this it, dumb stuff is normally based yeah, on true yeah, stories. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the best. All right. Yeah. So we open Friday. Even the so. stories where they say, mm-hmm. "Well, I got to tell you." Of course, we had the casino night for the roadie. Uh, yeah. For, uh, roadie Center on Saturday. That was a good time. Yeah, it was a great oh, time. That was yeah. Great. Had a blast. Well, black tie affair. You know. You had one guy dressed like James Bond. I like oh, that. Yeah. I was I was yeah. shooting craps with with James Bond. Total yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally was kicking butt at that craps table. Mm-hmm. And then you win raffle tickets. Mm-hmm. I won so many raffle tickets. I'm like, I am gonna get something. <laughs> Drop all the raffle tickets and like three prizes that we knew we wanted. Won mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. It was like, I, it, you know, 
if I was to go to real Vegas, I lose uh-huh. my ass, right? <laughs> and I go there and I win and I still lose. I won. He won. I won. I, won. That's why I, I don't told gamble. him to bid on that basket and yeah. he won. And, See, and, and, and I did win. It, it's a basket of bath salts and, yes. ba- and bath balls. And uh, hemp oil. And Well, the hemp oil is what I was yeah. going after. Well, I maybe, put it on my knees. You know, yeah, maybe, he did. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe if you soaked in some hemp oil, it would cure ALZ. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if, I can, if I can do it 24 7. I look 10 years younger now. Ooh. All right. A couple of subjects we're going to tackle. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be back at our topics here. Um, I feel like the KUSD has lost control, mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight a couple of stories here, but I've been kind of hitting on this a little harder and a little harder. Uh, you know, I, I I took to Facebook when that whole controversy came up about whether or not they were going to let the Juga family do the memorial, mm. and then suddenly the family of the murder wanted to honor the murder for whatever reason, and they didn't make any sense to me and. You know, I talked about the fact mm-hmm. that when, within the last three years, I think I believe it's three years, we've had two incidents where a Bradford high school student was killed by another mm-hmm. student. And, you know, being married to somebody who works for the district and having lots of friends that work for the district a, a, as a whole, people come to me and they tell me a lot of stuff. And they know that I'm on the radio. And, of course, the the common thread that I will say with everybody, the first common thread is fear. These these educators fear even talking about the problems that are going on in their district for fear of retribution by administration. Hmm. But there are a lot of problems going on in the school district. Mm-hmm. All right. And this isn't from any one person. This is, I, I am talking literally dozens of sources that I have that are not coming forward with information. And there's a couple of things that seem to be common themes. One, kids are not being held accountable in any way, shape, or form at all. And the really screwed up part about it is that they're pretending that they're not holding these kids accountable out of compassion. Where is the compassion for poorer students who are stuck in schools with a bunch of kids that act like jerks every Mm -hmm. day and nothing is done to them? Therefore, if you're poor, your child can't get a good education because... We're coddling the people who are also poor but don't seem to care. So good parents who happen to be poor are really the biggest victims of what's going on right now because the parents who are terrible parents are running things. They're scared of these parents. The teachers are scared of administrators. Kids do things that would be arrestable offenses on a daily basis. They do not get arrested. In one of the middle schools last week, a bunch of kids got caught with vape pens. Mm -hmm. Vape pens. So I asked the person telling me, were they THC or were they nicotine? We don't know. Did they get them tested? No. If you're running a school district and you have an ounce of common sense, even an ounce of common sense, and you're catching children with vape pens, wouldn't you call the police and have them test it and see whether or not they're bringing marijuana into the schools or not? Mm-hmm. That would make sense. I mean, either way, they should be in trouble. The, the, the bottom line is these administrators don't want to expel kids. They don't want to write kids up on referrals. They don't want kids to get arrested because it makes their statistics look bad because we are now incentivizing everybody on better statistics instead of trying to figure out how to actually educate people that want to be educated. Statistics are ruining our education system. The whole idea of statistics. I'm sorry, but if a kid has horrible parents who don't care, 
the chances of that kid making it are really low, and there's not much the school district can do about it. But the one thing the school district is doing wrong is they're sacrificing the educations of the kids who can do something for the kids who can't. Now, there's an article, in the, and, and then they're, they're paying attention to the wrong things. There's another incident where a teaching assistant was exhibiting what a lot of the teachers consider to be grooming behavior towards children, and they're basically told they're nuts. Right? They ignore problems in this district until they blow up and become big ones. You know, here's one, and I guarantee you people hear about stuff ahead of time, rumors swirl around, and they just want to act on them. But this was in the Kenosha News, and uh, this is the teacher charged with a felony for showing a student's uh, nude photos. By the way, if you want to weigh in on this, 262-694-1050, 262-694-1050. Here's the Kenosha News story. Telling a police officer she was thinking of a teenager as a, quote, friend and not as a 14-year-old student, a teacher at Lakeview Technology Academy is alleged to have shown a student a photo of a naked man. Miranda Patterson, 26 years old of Kenosha, was charged Wednesday with exposing a child to harmful material. I don't even need to read the rest of it. We, uh, you know, I did a little Facebook stalking. Apparently, she's a very proud cat mom. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm somebody's weirdo alarm had to have gone off on this yeah. chick. I mean, it, this doesn't happen in a vacuum, okay? Mm. A 26-year-old doesn't one day say, hmm, I want to show a 14-year-old girl a nude photo of the guy I'm sleeping with. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, look how hot he is. And it was a torso shot, apparently, just from the neck to just above the knees, which was long enough to show his manness. Um, This is wrong. Yes. Okay? But, again, people exhibit behaviors, and other people notice them. And we're in a society where we're told if you see something, say something. Right. And then when teachers go and they say something, they start to get scrutinized more. And they get treated like they're doing something wrong. When we're talking about children, we should be erring on the side of caution with our children. All right? If you have a teaching assistant who is suddenly exhibiting grooming behaviors by spending lots of time alone one-on-one with with, uh, seventh and eighth grade girls, don't you think that that's something you want to talk about? Absolutely. It looks like we have somebody on the guest. Uh, You're on AM 1050 WLIP. Uh, Yes, uh I wanted to talk to Ralph in reference to the uh, Unified Pat, story. Pat, Pat, it's me. This is Pat Moran. Is I know your voice like the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> well, you know, it depends on the day and what you have to say, Mr. Moran. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pat Moran, former uh, Kenosha mayor and retired educator. Uh, and, you know, one of the cool things about being a retired educator is you no longer have to worry about what people think uh, of your opinion on this stuff. But do you see... Do you see this as a problem in general that when you when you identify a problem and you bring it to the attention, whether it be a student who you think maybe is a ticking time bomb or, in this case, an adult, have you noticed that it really isn't paid attention to that much? It really isn't taken seriously? Well, you know, I uh, was in and out of education throughout my career, starting back in, I think, the early 1970s. I had your aunt, as a matter of fact, at Ruther Alternative High School when it was at uh, the current Bradford building. And then, of course, I ended my career with gaps in between at uh, the Mahone Middle School. And when I went back, uh, a lot of my teacher colleagues said, Pat, it's really changed. Uh, the kids are different. The whole game has changed. And I said to myself, because I was out for, oh, maybe 10, 15 years or so, I said, how could it have changed that much? How could human nature change that much? Well, 
when I got in there, it has changed. And a couple of things that you touched upon, number one, personal responsibility. Number two, there's there should be a line of demarcation between a teacher and the students. And what I did when I went back is, no, I'm not your friend. I respect you as an individual, as a person. Um, I show empathy, but not sympathy. But if you, you know, break the rule, there's a consequence for breaking the rule in my to, classroom. You have to have one. If you don't have one, you're actually doing this child a disservice. They're not learning, the, they're not learning cause and effect. Well, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the thing that really puzzled me is that we enable students, and I don't know what they're teaching teachers today in college, they want to assimilate with them, dress like them, no seating charts. So some teachers have those. I, I shouldn't say all. But a lot of the younger teachers want to be a part of the group. They want to befriend them. And that's not your job. Right. You're the teacher, and they're the students, and they're rules. Absolutely. You can show empathy. And the one thing that really blew my mind, they have this progressive disciplinary program, and they spent tons of money when I was there. There's a woman called Diana Day, a nice, nice educational consultant from Texas. And I think uh, we spent $45,000 on this training program that all teachers had to go through. In terms of you're the adult. That's always the, that's always the answer. Spend money on another program. Oh yeah, yeah. You're the adult. They're the student, and you have to you know be cognizant of that fact, and you shouldn't yell at them or raise your voice if you're yep. upset with them. It's big it's, eyebrows. You know, I, I hear this every day that you know the positive behavior. Uh, uh, um, intervention system or whatever it is we just got a comment from one of our youtube viewers jj vega and uh jj says this starts with the superintendent and the school board either clear the board and start over or get rid of it altogether. they are useless jj just wanted to um just wanted to acknowledge uh your comment here on uh, on the show you know pat i know that you're you're not a big facebook guy um but there was something that went around Facebook today. They had over 600 shares that speaks to this issue and, and the bullying problem and how bad that's gotten. And uh, this, this woman posted this up here. I'm not going to actually read her name. If you've read the post on Facebook, that's fine because she shared it publicly. But I have not got a chance to speak with her personally yet, although I, although I want to. And if you are the person that posted this, uh, please, you can call in now or you can get a hold of me after hours because I really want to uh, explore this in depth. But here's what this lady says. People that know me well know that I am a very private person. This is difficult to share, but I have an overwhelming urge to spread the truth of what happened to our daughter a few weeks ago at Indian Trail High School. I'm making a public post to raise awareness and prevent this from happening to your child. This all started at the end of our daughter's eighth grade year. A girl transferred to Mahone from New Jersey and sat next to her in band. And I'm redacting the name as I'm reading this. Being the great kid that my daughter is, she welcomed the new student and introduced herself. As months went on, she got to know the student and realized that their personality traits and character weren't a mesh, basically. And so she tried to distance herself from her. When that happened, the bully started verbally humiliating her. As a, she basically told her kid, just ignore it, which is what a parent tells her kid. And uh, next thing you know, there are social media threats that they wanted to kick this girl's butt. And uh, this girl was twice her daughter's size. Uh, they had uh, Snapchats of her threatening her, but the girl was afraid to screenshot them because kids can see when you screenshot them. They went to the administrators. What did the administrators do? Nothing. It fell on deaf ears. They didn't even move the other child. And it, it just went on and on and on. So... This ends with her going to the school and them telling her 
to, uh, that this is that everything is fine. This isn't an issue. There's no there there, basically. And they convinced her that their daughter wasn't in danger. She says here, my gut told me to stand my ground and to insist on more time to investigate the situation. My gut told me to take my daughter home with me that day and keep her safe, but I didn't want to be that parent. And we all are afraid of being that parent, the one that's making the waves, or that teacher. So I made the wrong decision. An hour later, her daughter is covered in blood and had a concussion because this girl walked up to her and punched her in the face from behind. Wow. <laughs> all right. What the hell is wrong with these administrators, Pat? I mean, why aren't they taking... When somebody's bullying somebody more seriously, moving them. Oh, and by the way, this person is not expelled. They're being tried in juvenile court, and they're not even expelled from the damn school. And uh, first of all, if I was a parent, I'd be telling you right now, file a restraining order so that child can't come within uh, the distance of your child, and then the child will by proxy be expelled from that school. All right? Unfortunately, that's what happened. Uh, I don't want to get into this past case, case, but but, uh, this is what's going on. Why do? You, why is this, Pat? Why is it that statistics are more important? Why is it that they under-reporting crimes, under-reporting referrals? Is it just money? What's the reason for not really addressing the issue? Well, you've covered a lot of ground there. And what is the reason? I think it's society. It's this change. It started in the 1960s with, you know, the anti-war protesters that were right about an unjust war in Vietnam. I was in Vietnam. I was in the Marine Corps, as you know. But in retrospect, not knowing much back then historically, uh, that's another issue. Uh, It started there about anything goes. And when you break down ethical and moral guidelines and you try to level the playing field, and if you try to tell a person that they're victims and it's not your fault and they don't assume personal responsibility for your actions, you're in big trouble. Let me share a story with you. I can't give out names. There was a student when I was teaching in my last assignment, and I won't even, I won't even uh, convey the school. But in any event, this student was, well, a bad kid, period. And the irony is I had this kid's aunt back in the 1970s at Ruther Alternative High School. This kid is on the bus, and they're going to a field trip, and there's a little girl with Down syndrome, and this kid, we'll call him the boy, took the girl by the back of the head and put her face on his crotch. Oh, now, wow. that should be an expulsion, yeah. plain and simple. Absolutely. It wasn't? It was not. Wow. Now, the reason it was not, apparently there was a history with this particular kid where the mother had sued the district, as I recall, because the kid was slapped by a teacher. Same kid? Part it, I'm sorry? Same kid? Same kid. So this kid had in the pre- previously gotten slapped by a teacher and then in later years put a girl's face in his crotch and nothing happened. All right, now this slapping occurred apparently when he was in the elementary school. Right, but same, same, same kid who's same now kid. the perp. Same kid, older. So he gets a free pass because he's the victim of abuse? Is that their... Is that oh, their well, uh, I guess there was a lawsuit filed, and I heard part of the settlement was uh, this kid could go into any school even though it was not within the district that the mother wanted to wow. put the kid into. And you know so, that's and, and, and you know what you, you, you touch on lawsuit settlement and that's you know that's one of the things that I notice they keep doing is they keep settling lawsuits quietly behind the scenes without the taxpayers knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that that we're not seeing that's going on with our school board. 
Yeah. And uh, I'd I'd like to have you on um, more to discuss this, you know, back back here in the studio, because I'm I'm I have some open records requests uh, out there right now, and I really think that this school is doing the students a disservice in the area of disciplining bad kids. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, getting back to this kid, um, well, after the incident, he was suspended, I think, for a few days, and the principal comes to me and says, "I need your help." And I said, well, what's the problem? I was unaware of the incident at that time. He says, I have to have a place to put this kid. Nobody can handle this kid, and I want to put him in your class. I said, well, thanks a lot. I says, why do you want to give me the kid? He says, um, because I think you could you could handle the kid. Well, that's, so, well, so I said, this is what I'm going to do. I said, you're the boss. I understand that. But he cannot disrupt my class. He has to bring paper and a pencil, and he has to put forth some effort, or else he's out of here. He's out of Dodge. So the kid came to the class, and um, he was there for about two weeks. We're coming up on the break in about two minutes, just so you oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. The mandatory break of their station. I got my producer freaking out over here. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to go to the break, and I can finish the story? After no, no, the no, break? no, no, no. Just well, we got we got like a, about a, about a minute and a half here. All right. So anyway, um, the kid came for a couple of weeks. He did nothing. And then he never came back to school. This was like in April. So when graduation came and he was walking, he was supposed to walk across the stage. He failed everything. He did below minimal on the WKCEs, which was that Wisconsin Knowledge and Competency Test. His attendance was terrible. His behavior was terrible. But the other criterion was that if it's going to hurt the kid emotionally to hold him back, you could still pass them on to the next grade. So the girl in my class that got straight A's, college-level notes, gets a certificate. This kid gets the same certificate? Are you kidding me? Well, he never came. So they send a certificate to me, because I was a teacher, to send to him or to convey it to him. But I put it on a pie tin, his certificate, and I burned it, and I spread it around the school grounds in the same pomp and circumstance. I was not going to give that kid that certificate. Well, that's a lot of pomp under the circumstance, Mr. Uh, Mr. Moran. <laughs> We're coming into the break music here. I can hear the music playing, but we'll definitely have to pick up this subject uh, again and uh, go more in-depth on the uh, podcast version. Thank you for uh, calling in, Pat, and we'll be back right after this break on Get Real with Ralph. And we're back on the air, AM 1050, WLIP, Ralph Nudie here on Get Real with Ralph. That was a uh, that was a long segment because there's so much to talk about there, and uh, Pat Moran's such a smart yeah, we guy. Did, we did, you know, and he deserves more time. We we got to get him on. We got to get him back love, out here and Pat, give a whole hour to Pat, that Pat, subject. we love having you on the air. You're so informative, and, and uh, this you know we need to get you back in here. We Thank also you. had some more comments on the subject on our YouTube channel. We just want you to know we're, we're moving on to the next topic, but that's not that we're not going to revisit it. We wanted to pique your interest in it and really get people thinking about what's going on with the school district. So moving on, we're going to talk about dying over chicken. Yeah, that's, I mean, this Popeyes has been so crazy. So the authorities I, are searching for an unidentified man who they say fatally stabbed another man with while in an altercation waiting for the new Popeye's chicken sandwich in Maryland on Monday night. They're the, to die for. They're and to he die died. For. The they're also died. sad. There's another woman. Are you the woman wanted for questioning? I know you would. 
I could. You be. would kill. You would kill for a for a chicken sandwich. Oh my gosh! On it. And you know, I haven't even tried this chicken sandwich yet. And we tried to go today to go. We, we sent did. our PA. You're gonna get. You're gonna send them for us. We're gonna yeah. eat them in our production meeting. And they were out right they next were to out of, of right next to our office. They had a big sign that says "We're out of chicken sandwiches and fries." No kidding. We got the sign up on our uh, up on our Facebook page. I, I think. And I if not, we're gonna put it up it. there. Oh but, yeah, we're gonna put it up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But Any, a, anybody have these sandwiches? If you have, call in two six two six nine four ten fifty. I want to know. I, I asked Ray. I'm like, what's the deal with these sandwiches? He, he, I think his exact words were, "They put dope in them." <laughs> He sure did say he that. He did say. He said they put dope in them. So, so I want to know what's we... so dope about yeah. these sandwiches. So these sandwiches are dope. <laughs> dope. They're dope. We're like, hey, man, you got another sandwich? <laughs> just one. Just we got, one. Give we got Donnie one. Mack over here, Mr. McNeil. Say hi. Hi. So have you had one of these crack sandwiches yet? I have not had the pleasure of having one yet. Did you my, smoke the sandwich? No, my understanding is that you can't get them anywhere in the country almost now. They're always sold out. But why? Oh, we got a caller. All right. AM 1050, WLP. You're on with Ralph. <laughs> Yeah, I like to order a a pizza, like real sandwich. No, this is this Wait, is get real with on, Ralph. Let me know on my, I can't hear you. Let me know on my radio. You're, so you're calling into a radio show? It's, it's this is the radio. Sorry, I'm in my car, and and I I want to order a pizza. I want it real thin. What? Well, this is the, not this is not a pizza place, buddy. You can't it order says pizza. Why pizza? I, I sorry, I lost <laughs> my glasses. You know what? I'm gonna put you on with my producer Luana. Maybe she can uh, take what kind take of pizza your order. Does he want? Luana. That's what I'm curious. Is sir, a cartoon sir. character Luana. Luana. Yeah. I like I like Luana. I, I watch that cartoon. Sir, uh, just just, just uh, hang on. We're gonna get a pizza to you. We're we're what, we're, what? we're gonna order. Can I talk order. to Luana? Yeah, we're gonna put yeah. you on hold. We're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have her take your order. Yeah. So what would you? What do you want to order? I would like a pizza because it's getting cold before it snows. It's getting cold. He's singing Moana to you. <laughs> no, I don't. All right. I would like a pizza that's really All right, who really is this yank in my chain? This has got to be a friend. This has got to be cold Hello? before it snows. I, oh I'm God. sorry. I was just kicked out of a bar. <laughs> and I, I, was, I had my glasses on the table. I told them. Where's my glasses? Somebody stole my glasses. They kicked me out for yelling. All right. I, I don't <laughs> yell at people. I'm a real nice guy. All right, sir. I, I, I don't I, yell I, at people. I, 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 I want to laugh so hard. I, I, I told her, get me a sir, coffee. Sir, sir, sir. What, Just cut him off. What, what, him. Yeah, what, what time are you expected yeah. back at the home? <laughs> All right, sir. You have yourself a wonderful day. Make sure you take your medications. Take your medications. You know, you don't understand. I'm in control of the board here. I, I, they can't hear you now. They can't. Oh, my goodness. What was that? I don't know, but I just sent Luana to go get the band, our next guest. Yes. Uh, they're very exciting. Uh, the band Rust Belt, and we're going we're gonna to get them situated in here and mm-hmm. some headsets on. But uh, So they played at Fusion on Friday, huh, Jim? They sure did. How, 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 how do you think dropping they sounded? Daisies. They sounded fantastic. Yeah. They sounded fantastic. Um, so... Uh, they were uh, they were great, man. I mean, I've I've known these guys for a number of years, and uh, if you look at them, they're old. So uh, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're they're most they're most wonderful. It's all crowd uh, the, guys. Crowd around the mic, right over there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We're getting them. We're 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 moving the pieces on the hey, chessboard. Uh, do you here. have do you have that split uh, the mic split uh, headphone split? Yeah. Oh, for you have you have an extra oh, you got one. Another one. Huh? Yeah, I need an extra for one. For Moana over one? there. Yeah. yeah. 
Did he say it was Whipsy Pizza? Whipsy, 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 yeah, Whipsy Pizza, or something like that. That's weird. It's a. I uh, not quite sure. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. His wife is about to kick him out. Yeah, I guess so. Hey guys. Hola. What's up, All right. So All right. Got a yeah, here. yeah. Why don't you guys crowd around one microphone there? You guys all crowd over there by Donnie Don. Mac. Just get, get in close with Move into the corner, Don. Go to the yeah, corner. Yeah, Don, Don, get, you know. Donnie's getting get put in the corner by Luana. <laughs> Don, Don, be put in the corner. Wow. Look at musical chords. Oh, Nobody right. puts baby in the corner. Why am I here? Come on over here, Mr. Well, Matt, what is this about uh, looking old there, Jim? Uh, yeah, you know, oh, that's right. I'm older than you, aren't I? <laughs> you, you look scooch. like a, a good this looking. This is Scooch. Uh, What's that? Rogan. You know what I think about you guys? Yeah, I think you look. There. I think oh, you look Thanks, old man. enough Thanks. to know better, but young enough to be cool. That's what I think. There it is. Well, you are so for cool. How do you like that? Old enough to know better, young enough. That's kind of where I'm at. I think. I hope. He's, he's you, my you, buddy. You wish. I wish I was old enough to know better. <laughs> We're BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, guys, great so show Friday night. Yeah, yeah great guys, show Friday thanks. night. Really enjoyed it, man. Out. It was yeah. a good time. It yeah. was a, we had a great time. So yeah. uh, uh who uh well, Don's not here, Don Miller? No, Don is not here. I think he got abducted by yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's everyday yeah. occurrence in yeah, Kenosha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. it, it is. Likes it that way. For sure, for sure. Well, and, if, you, if you listen a little later, you can hear all about people getting abducted by aliens here in Kenosha. <laughs> and, and, and then Kevin, uh, Kevin had a, a show to see at Turner Hall yeah, or something? Yeah, he's up checking out um, Lettuce Promises. Oh, yeah, his, yeah. His wife. Lettuce what? Lettuce eat? No, just, just a band. <laughs> lettuce rest? Yeah. <laughs> Ripping band Lettuce. Lettuce. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fiber in that band. Yeah, there is a lot of fiber. Lettuce pray? Well, lettuce do something. It's good for Not your, whiskey. It's good for your poop. Something. That's what I understand. <laughs> lettuce. Yeah. I don't know. Just I'm nasty, not into man. salad. Lettuce, I don't need to know about your <laughs> constitutionals, pal. <laughs> I, I, the only constitutional I want to know is your knowledge of the Constitution. I don't want to know about your lettuce. All right. So, so lettuce is the name of the band? Yes. yes. What kind of music? Yeah. Oh, they're like a funk. Um... Uh, kind of psychedelic funk world. Who loves the funk? <laughs> we <laughs> love the funk. <laughs> I am a huge fan of funk. It's just probably from the Bee Gees. No, that's disco. They made the funk. They no, they did not Parliament, make the funk. Parliament, baby. The funk. Parliament, P-Funk. We went the and saw my my wife and I went and saw George Clinton in Toledo, Ohio. It was like our second date. Wow. What a crazy yeah. ass second date. Yeah. Yeah. And she loved I knew I was marrying her when she had as much fun as I did there. I mean, they were passing around all kinds of stuff. And George coming out on his diaper and singing all <laughs> that kinds was Gary. of stuff. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. diapers. And it, we've got the funk. <laughs> Have you ever seen George Clinton perform? I think you hung I, out with him, didn't I you? I actually hung out with him for about five days. Did you get a contact buzz just like standing near him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, yeah, well, yeah, we were on the bus. For a while, down in Chicago. Ah. Uh, all you have to for do sound is like, check at House of Blues. All you have to do is like breathe what he's exhaling, and you have like a perpetual high forever. <laughs> how about, how about do a tour with him and Willie Nelson or something? You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, be, I would yeah, be in be, heaven. That would be a great time. Yeah. That would be crazy. Could you, imagine, could you imagine the Godfather doing uh, doing Julio's part for to all the girls we've loved mm. before with Willie Nelson? I mean, to all the girls yeah, I yeah. love before, <laughs> <laughs> who who hanging still around my door. I think I could handle a P Funk version of Pancho and Oh, <laughs> that would be that would, that, 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 would, that would be classic. Oh, yeah. and then Snoop can come in and rap over the top, but right, 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 right. Good stuff. Like, yeah, good that stuff. would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Especially together. now that Snoop's mellowed and he's done. Yeah. You know, well, he's a dad now. He's, well, he's working now. with Martha. 
Yeah. You know, I really, when he did his little documentary and rebranded himself as a reggae artist a few years ago and did his whole Snoop yeah, Lion yeah, thing, yeah. and he had his whole little documentary on Netflix called uh, Reincarnated. And, yeah. You know, you get to watch him smoke weed with Bunny Whaler. I guess that was kind of a fun thing to watch. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, even Martha Stewart gets a kind it of been better. If, it would have been better for a smell-o-vision. So tell that's us how about. I roll. So maybe that's why. So is this the devil's <laughs> lettuce, and that's why they're lettuce? See, everything leads back to weed. I, uh, I have We're, no idea. Oh, I, I, well, I see. I came here. That's the only the reason I can I think of. No the only reason I can think of for a funk group to be called lettuce is their thing about the devil's lettuce. So I mean, oh, I, now I, I wouldn't doubt it. That's got to be my theory. So yeah. tell me about lettuce. What's their music like? They're like, uh, they're like a modern. You know, they're kind of EDM jam band style ish. You know, it's like a modern funk. It's not like your old school funk. EDM jam band? Yeah. No oh, kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty popular now. We got to listen to your stuff tonight, but I'm definitely interested in hearing what that sounds oh, like. Now we have their CD queued up, right? Uh, it, which which track guys do you suggest? Um, that's uh, a good question. <laughs> I would, would say you, the title track. Title track would okay. be title for the money. Track. So would be awesome. I, I seen you guys actually the other day, and I you, you play without any shoes or socks. <laughs> I play barefooted. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so, so he's that? not taller than know, me. You know, him and I, Betsy Aid. It's so I can reach the mic. <laughs> Tell me about your organ. <laughs> oh, oh, it's well, Luana. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> whoa, 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 well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Very nice, nice I mean, segue. It looks it's really not as old. big as you think. His <laughs> organ looks old. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even. The... It's on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, so your organ player plays a uh, looks like an old Hammond, right? So what it is is it's a crazy story. So I, I uh, crazier than I, your organ. I bought Ooh. this organ. This guy wanted this organ, or wanted to sell this organ for like a thousand dollars. I'm like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And he's like, No way, man, no way. And then a week In later, the black market. Yeah. Well, a week later, he calls me up. He's like, Hey, man, you got that hundred bucks? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, I can't be driving around this thing in my van. So I bought this organ for so this. So this dude. organ was just rotting in somebody else's van? Yes. No, this organ came out of a funeral home. He thought he was gonna make money off it. <laughs> Whoa, right? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. They're harvesting <laughs> organs out of a funeral <laughs> yeah. home. Well, What's going on? Man? Not the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> how much more rock and roll you want. <laughs> that's yeah. rock and roll, and then baby. I ended up uh, finding some other dude online who had who had one. He's that touching was, dude's he's, organs. Yeah. He's going on Craigslist. They're all over the place. They're all over. You can hear them. <laughs> that's kind of, hey, I'm, I'm going to play their songs like six and a half minutes long, all right. so we're, well, we, no, we need I, to get to no, it. No, seriously, I want to hear about the Hammond he's real so quick, bossy. and then we'll go to the song. All right. I am bossy. So make a long story no. short, I traded, or I sold the organ to buy this other chopped, half-chopped organ, and then we finished chopping it up, and we made it look even <laughs> uglier than it is, because we had to chop it up because uh, we're old, and it, it's heavy. It, it's heavy. And so we drag that sucker everywhere we go. It's, so it's like a John Bobbitt special. Yeah, it's a 1964 Hammond. And, it, and a picture of Mary fell out of it uh, yesterday when I was working on it. Or the it day was kind of crazy. Hey, hey, that was hey. weird. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary fell out. Fell out of here. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Out of my organ. <laughs> fell out of my organ. Out of your organ. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. We're All right. Gonna, wow. We're hey, gonna, that was a We're going to play a song <laughs> by, we're going to play a title track by this band called, what you guys call? Oh, Rust Belt. Rust Belt. Rust Belt. Rust Belt. Rust Belt. And its song is called For the Money. Let's hear it. Cool.
Wow, and we're ah. back. That's a good song, guys. That's some, that's some kick butt rock and roll right there. That baby. is some old school jam band music, which you like. We were just talking uh, when it was playing how you can't hear that stuff on the radio that often because radio stations are so short attention span, short format, especially on the FM dial. And that's one of the that's one of the cool things about having this show. You know, our show, our rules. We get to you know have some stuff play out that normally you don't you don't get to hear, cool. and uh, awesome. get to expose people to music that they haven't already heard. So if you're listening, that's Rust Belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- uh, that was uh, two for the show, right? Or just for the show? For the money. For oh, the, for the, for money. the oh, money. One, yeah. I'm thinking one That's for the money, two for the show, three to get ready for it to go right. For the money. <laughs> See, I, I was uh, this, right. Did this cut to the right chase, church, man. wrong pew. Just for the money. <laughs> for the money. <laughs> for the money. I mean, yeah. about gotta, that organ. You got to go see this cool. band live. I mean, they are absolutely phenomenal. You use your organ for the money? Is that what you're saying? You... <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat, yes. <laughs> Again, back to the organ. I'm trying to clean this up a little bit, trying to get a better. It is. It's, it's too Jim's always like running clean up, clean up. It's like, Jim, clean up duty at WLIP. Duty. Follow Ralph. Duty. duty. Clean up. Duty. Clean up duty Studio following one. nudie. Yeah, that's it. Duty. Nudy duty. Wow. He's on nudie duty. Nudy duty. Yeah. That's no fun at all having to babysit me on the air. Make sure he's got, he's got the finger on the dump button. I thought you were going to have to babysit Jim over there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to the break, and when we come back, we're going to have a little more Rust Belt, and then we're going to talk with the uh, crew and cast from the Bone Box.
And we're back on the air, AM 1050 WLIP. Ralph Nudie here in the studio having a lot of fun with friends here on Get Real with Ralph. You can watch the show and see all the antics, behind the scenes, everything on our YouTube channel. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. And we have some behind-the-scenes videos, posts, and uh, show excerpts that you can also find on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. In the studio with us, we have two of the four members of four or five of you guys. Four, Belt. Four. Yep. Two of the four members of Rust Belt, which is a uh, great local band that writes a lot of great music. We played one of their songs uh, in the uh, first set, and we're definitely going to mm-hmm. dig into a little bit more music here. But uh, I want to go into the history here because you guys have all been playing for a very long time. How long have you been playing together as Rust Belt? Uh, has to be. With, with the current lineup that we have right now, two years. Two years, got it. Yeah. Rust Belt, four. We've been touring four and a half. Got it. Now, uh, each of you individually, early starts, first bands you're with, what kind of music, what did you learn, what do you do for a living, what are you still learning? Uh, that should take the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Any of those topics you want to tackle, just <laughs> just jump in and tell tell us about you, man. Why 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 well, why do you do this? Well, we me and what Bob have been tick? playing together for years. Yeah, for twenty years. years. The two you've been yeah. Cosmic yeah. Railroad. Yeah. yeah. Oh oh god. Cos- oh, I used to listen to that. I almost said good. the sh word. There. I used to listen to that good stuff. Re- <laughs> I meant it in a good way though. Like that's good stuff, man. Good research, right? Uh, there, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, nice. Cosmic I, Railroad, brother. I love yeah. Cosmic yeah. Railroad. You gotta pull some. You didn't of recognize that up, you don't recognize I, these guys at all? They're old now. Yeah, well, they are old now. You know, yeah, just like we're old. I, I'd play some Cosmic Railroad, but we only got hey. forty minutes left of the show. Right. right. I mean, you know, you play one of their songs. I mean, we're like at thirty minutes. Even if you drop me like thirty seconds of some good old Cosmic Railroad somewhere, you can play behind us even while we're talking. That's good. If you can find it. If not, I get it. You know, I mean, it's. Or you can play behind this new album out. And then we're and then we're gonna drop. We're gonna put. Play a Fallout Rust Belt song, but I'm talking about like behind us here because I just, I just wanted to remember what it sounded like for a couple of seconds. Yeah, we don't have to want to pay them ro- royalties. No, no, this is all about Rust Belt, baby. <laughs> all yeah. about Rust Belt, right? Yeah. here. yeah. No, it's not royalties. It's just art. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys have been Bumper playing. Music, you guys been all. playing out a lot. Yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. been opening for big bands, right? Yeah, Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. You open for Vanilla yeah, Fudge. Yeah, that was oh, a yeah. good time. Oh, man. Shank Hall. That was a good time. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That yep. was. Uh, it was it was certainly a good time. It was a great experience. Wow, what for a sure, for sure. Blast. You learn a lot mm-hmm. seeing a Hammond organ player like that play, man. Oof, yeah, that's well, pretty phenomenal. When I saw oh. you drag that Hammond onto the stage at Songs of Freedom, and of course we didn't know whether we were going to get rained on or yeah. what, and you guys were kind of like worried about it, and uh, that was one of the things going on. And I looked at him like that is a beautiful organ. Don't be making any funny comments I'm over there, Luana. Anything. I just looked and, at uh, yeah, just a Hammond. If I had a time, every time I heard that. Anymore. You don't see them anymore. Well, they don't, they're and hard to come across. It's the kind they sure. used to have the Red's roller rink. Yes, and <laughs> nothing sounds like that. No, nothing, you can't no. replicate that digitally. No. And when you play, you guys, that was the first time I heard you play together as Rust Belt was that night. But you guys were phenomenal. I mean, I was back and forth, running everywhere, not able to hear much of the music. But I remember just stopping for a moment and listening. And you guys were just great. Well, yes. thank you very much. Thank we you. worked real hard at it. You really yeah, were. That, that Hammond is something uh, pretty unique. In, Brings in, a voice to it. In music these days. All of you are very unique. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Really what are we going to play next of Rust Belts here? It's a song about Kenosha. From, oh, what right. I, from what they told yeah. me, right? Yep. So, so this, give us a background on this one, Brandon. This is, you know, I mean, anybody that grew up here watched the town slowly, the industry kind of disappear and stuff mm-hmm. and how it affected families, and that's what the background of the song is basically about. Love it. 
All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to play Martha by, ladies and gentlemen, WLIP is going to play Rust Belt. <laughs> the song. I think he's trying to be like me. song is. Uh, <laughs> are these the sweet sounds of Jimmy Sullivan? The song is. Uh, really the sweet sounds him. of Sullivan. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Luana, we want to push that button. It says CD1. Like the new music with the stars of it. CD1. The sweet sounds of Sullivan. I'll push the button. Push the button, baby. Don't. Don't tell anybody though.
hands on her grave Say the Lord's Prayer Would I remember anyway If she's looking down on me I know she won't be proud From the man she left behind To the man that I am now Look in my eyes, Martha Tell me it ain't you Open up my eyes, Martha Girl, tell me And we're back here hanging out with Russ Belt. That's, guys, that's awesome. Good song, that's, that's man. Some, good some, song. Yeah, good stuff. Really Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. It's scrumptious. So, so what's, up, what's up next for you guys? What's going on? Where so are you guys playing next? NASA. Uh, we're, the next time we're in, uh, <laughs> we're in Green Bay. On uh, what day is that? Uh, December 7th. December 7th. December 7th. Yep. Yeah. A yep. date that will live in infamy. That was 1941. That's so yeah. 1941. I know. I'm, I'm such a throwback. <laughs> Wasn't that John That's a heck of a throwback. <laughs> so, uh, it was with Belushi. <laughs> Steven Spielberg directed that. Um, so, uh, so it's uh, November, uh, December 7th. December 7th at Fretz oh, in... Uh, oh, yeah, you got some big jam going on out there, right? Is, is part no, of this, a... is, this is just our gig. Oh, all right, right yeah, on. Just our show up there. And then we're uh, um, slowing down a little bit because we're going to start recording again. Okay. And then we're going to hit it hard. Where do you record... Where do we record? Yeah, secret bat cave. Yeah, okay. like our, yeah, where we rehearse. That's where the gotcha. album was recorded. Okay, so you don't yeah. re- you don't record in a specific studio. No, gotcha. well, we have our own. It's yeah. our own setup. Right. I'd love yeah. to check it out sometime. Anytime yeah. you want, yeah. come on down. Right. We got a fridge full of everything. Cool. A fridge yeah. full of everything. Can, we, can we bring like a camera crew and do like a little behind the scenes with Russ Spout? Would you, you guys do, do that we, with us? We yeah. could. That would we be love to. Put that right. in your book over there. Yeah, we will actually have whiskey. Just so you know. Here's what I. Here's what but I think we should do. Some of us aren't allowed. Here's what I yeah. think we should do. I want to come to a behind the scenes of your place, play some songs, and we'll get in a car and we'll go eat somewhere and then we'll yeah. talk yes. about food. I love Would you guys food. be willing to do that? I love yes. food. I love All right. Oh, that sounds That's great. Okay. All right. I want to know what kind of food you like. We'll talk about it. We're yeah. not even going to plan ahead of time where we're going. I mean, people are going to be like Rust Belt showing up with a freaking camera crew is going <laughs> on here. It'll be good stuff. It'll be a good time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank you much. Back, awesome, brothers. back Thank after you. the break, we're going to be guys. talking. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> Bone box. Nice guys. everybody. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. radio station for news, talk, and sports. Turn on AM 1050 or WLIP.com. 
AM 1050 WLIP, live and local, Happenings Q&A. Frank and I are hosting a four-day, three-night motor coach trip to Cleveland, home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Christmas Story House, Jack Cleveland Casino, and so much more. It's an affordably priced getaway that promises to be tons of fun. We depart on November 15th, but space is limited, so sign up today. Call Kim at 262-564-8800. Pick up Happenings Magazine or tune in to AM 1050 WLIP Monday through Friday, noon to 3 p.m. for details about this trip and many other events we have planned for this fall. Or 262-496-7182. That number again is 262-496-7182. And we are back in the studios, AM 1050 WLIP. That was a lot of fun there with Rust Belt, wasn't it? Great bunch of guys. Great. Love those, love those guys. I've known those guys forever. Wow. And they just, they're, they're talented. They're fun. They, they put on a good show. Oh, they're amazing. Uh, Absolutely. I love the fact we keep talking about their songs and how you can hear like roots of like real rock and roll in their music. And uh, I was, you know. Telling them how I could hear influences of other songs, not yeah. as an insult at all. It's a compliment. No, no, no that's like, a compliment. Like you can feel, you can feel the roots of it. And, and, what's uh, what's probably the best thing about these guys is they're professionals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon teaches. Yeah. You know, so does so does Paul. Yeah. They teach music for a living. I think so gonna, these guys are. I think they're going to teach us. Rust Belt. Remember their name, people. Hopefully, they yes. teach me a few things before <laughs> it's over with. All right. Uh, in the studio here, we have, of course, our new co-host Luana Figueroa, as well as Don McNeil who are uh, both producers with Lakeshore Productions, which has recently located its headquarters to Kenosha, Wisconsin. And then on the phone line, we have a couple of other guests. Luana, why don't you introduce the guests and tell us a little bit about uh, what we're going to hear about. So we're going to be introducing Gareth Corzin. Um, he is the main actor of the movie, and uh, he's very brilliant, actually. And of the Bone Box. The, yes, the, the Bone Box, okay. The Bone Box, yes. And who else? And we're going to have Luke Jenton, which is the writer of the film. So they're going to be talking about the movie and what's happening now with it. Awesome, awesome. Yes. Uh, so Luke and Gareth, you guys should be on the air. Can you hear us? <laughs> hey, How you guys doing? Thanks for having us on the show. Hey, welcome to the program. So, uh, Bone Box. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Two goes to watch this. What's that? It took you two tries to get into it, right? Because you're driving the first time. It took me two tries to get in. Correct. But I finally got, got in. And when I got it. in, it was like an explosion. Great movie. Good, good, good. So it's good to hear. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I really. Uh, you know, it's one of those movies you have to be patient and let the plot develop. And right. once it develops, you're like, wow, wow. I, I, I had a clip I was going to play, but I don't know. I don't think we were able to get it queued up on time. But uh, the one, Gareth, where you got the phone call uh, the first time yes. that you, uh, that your uh, your loan shark or the guy you owe the gambling debt to calls you on the phone when you finally mm-hmm. answer the phone. And uh, that you know that that was a pretty little cool piece there. We're going to end up uh, putting uh, just a couple of short clips on uh, on our site as teasers. But uh, how long did it take you guys to? Uh, how long did it take you to film Bone Box? Um, ten we days, right? A little, we eleven shooting days, 11 which shooting is days. incredibly fast. That is incredibly <laughs> fast. 
Now, the synopsis is who wants to take us through the plot and where, where it takes place? Because if I tell it, I'm going to, like, give spoilers. And I don't want right. to be a like spoiler movie. maker. So uh, yeah, why don't I, you give the setup I, and the plot? Okay, so it's about a grave robber played by Gareth who starts to think he's being haunted by all the dead people whose graves he robbed. Awesome. Um, I see dead people. So it's, it's totally a ghost story, but it's also very psychological because the whole movie – Gareth and the audience um, don't really know if he just feels guilty about what he did or if he's truly being being haunted by these spirits. Um, so is so it a haunting or a paranoid delusion? House. What's that? So you don't know if it's a haunting or a paranoid delusion? Yeah, totally. Got it. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut your mojo, man. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I just had one of those I was getting yesterday. into it there myself. I was like, wow, it sounds... Sounds fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. We gotta go right see it. Down. Is it a haunting or a paranoid delusion? Find out when you tune into Bonebox. <laughs> yeah. So keep going, keep, keep um, running along, man, because it's good stuff. Yeah, and the twist is we shot this in eleven days. I I thought it was ten, but eleven days. I was, you know, the camera never leaves me. It's all from my perspective, and it's all done looking like one take. So I guess we were on set how many hours a day, Luke? Like fourteen, sixteen hours a day. Yeah, and it, it's just—I wish I was there. <laughs> so the, so the so, entire so the stupid. entire shooting style is a one-take shooting style. So even though you didn't really shoot it in one take, you make it look like it follows you all the way through. There are no scene changes where you're not there. Right, and yeah, we I were going to shoot it chronologically, but our main actors got another job, so we ended up shooting it all over the place. Yeah, so we we actually kind of had a like different... too. it was it was really difficult because basically like. There would be scenes where Gareth had been punched in the face and it had like blood, fake <laughs> blood all over his shirt. But then we would hop to a scene that was like the beginning of the story before anything happened to him. So we had like multiple sweaters. One had blood, one didn't have blood, and we would switch them up throughout throughout the day. It was like very difficult chronologically, but it was also kind of fun. Did you find any yeah, so did you find any goof ups in your final for, um scripty for supervising? <laughs> Did you find any like minor goof ups job. in your final that like only you can see? Because I know uh, that normally happens in a movie where you see something that isn't supposed to be there and nobody notices, right? Oh yeah, oh there's a big <laughs> one. But, um, we'll, we'll we'll just leave it up to you guys to cue. Well, maybe maybe when we do the screening, we can have a contest. Those little nuggets. Yeah, those those That's are the nuggets that make idea, movies fun though. It's like yeah. the old uh, three yeah. men in a baby scene where that kid's standing between those curtains and everybody's like, we don't know why he's there. You, you know what I'm talking <laughs> exactly. about? Yeah and, uh, yeah, and it turns into film folklore. So especially when you have a movie with a theory like this, to have a little extra film folklore in it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. Good for ratings. <laughs> so we're going to premiere the Bone so, Box here in, uh, here in Kenosha. Is that, is that what the plan is, Luana? Yes. And we don't have we're a date and time yet, but yeah, we're early. getting there. Yes. We're going to be there very soon. It's, it is going to be a red carpet event, and we also are going to be doing Best Dress, and they get a prize, um, which is going to be great. So I'm really excited about uh, the Bone Box coming out here to Kenosha and uh, doing the premiere here, and it's going to be very interesting. So I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of uh, filmmakers out here in Kenosha, uh, as well as the college students in the, in the schools out here, to get involved and in uh, a lot of the film community to get involved and in, get involved with Lakeshore Productions. That would be great. That's yeah, one of the nice be. things. That you, you have a nice talent pool here to, to tap into. Absolutely. And 
they may not be as demanding as, as a talent pool in an area like Chicago where right. where you really have to pay mm-hmm. uh, for talent, where you've got a lot of people that want to get discovered. So I could see that being an advantage for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Gareth, how many movies have you have you acted in now? Um, in the States, about, I guess I'm on 20, number 22. Wow. Because he's um, from South Africa. So right. It's, so plus, I am from Cape Town, South Africa. Plus a bunch. You know, I had an old pair from uh, South Africa when uh, when my children were younger, and uh, learned a lot about the uh, culture there. And uh, it was a it was a very cool experience. Uh, she yeah, we are an interesting bunch. We're <laughs> we're known as the Rainbow Nation, and we just won the Rugby World Cup. I'll have you know. So I'm going to shout out to all the South Africans Ooh. listening to your program that we just won the Rugby World Cup in England. I mean Japan. Sorry, against England. So are you, are you a rug, are you a rugby player? Um, I I was, but I'm not anymore. I can tell you that I'd probably are... get killed in the field if I actually tried it. Again. <laughs> those those, those uh, are those are yeah, badasses. You know, I love rugby players. I mean, it's, it's, they're it's tough. An amazing sport, and it's very different to American football, right. as you know. Yes, yes. My son played one season yeah. of rugby. Uh, actually, played about a half a season. He ended up with a concussion from from practicing wrestling during rugby season because he was also a wrestler, yeah. which was kind of ironic. Oh, I, yeah, you got to be careful there, too. Honest. You got to be careful there. Cauliflower ear doesn't look too good on the camera. Though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that rugby players and wrestlers have in common. My kids all wore their headgear, so they escaped. They escaped the uh, cauliflower ear. Yeah, it's, it's a dangerous sport, but it's, it's a fun one. Yeah, so I'm on about 22 um, and films, and I guess going back to the bone box, I – Luke and I met how long ago, Luke? Like three years ago, maybe. Was it three, no, three four years maybe ago? Maybe more. Maybe maybe more because um and I I came to Luke with a project of mine, wanting him to to write it, and he had an idea of himself being the bone box, and we we're like, let's do it. And, and then um, I, we found the Wana. Yeah, and, and then, yes, I it was actually funny. My business partner, Mark Fazio from Alaska. I have two business partners, Don McNeil and, and Mark Fazio. Donnie's here. He just hasn't yes. said anything. Oh, I, I'm just waiting for the cue. I, ah, <laughs> I think he fell asleep. So um, I. <laughs> um, so I met um, them through Mark Fazio. Mark Fazio says, oh, they have this great movie. And he's always super hyper hocked up on espresso and so like he's like oh, i got it they got it they're amazing and i'm like okay calm down let me talk to them so i ended up talking to them and they were brilliant i was like oh my god where did these guys come from right and like so all of a sudden it was just like meant to be because all of a sudden we just got the funding for the movie it was just like night and day and then it was just like now what's a good you don't have to tell me specifically or you can if you want to but what is what is what is typically the budget for an indie film well let's we'll say indie and we won't give you the budget but we'll say um indie (laughs) should be around now listen here um something like lady bird was considered indie in hollywood Mm -hmm. and that was 10 million dollars and then something like call me by your name was three million dollars that's considered very indie. So we're looking at an ultra-low-budget indie. People like us who aren't affiliated with any of the um, the studios, you know, who want to go make a movie. So right. I would say that we range from about 200000 to 500000 And then you have yes. exactly. <laughs> smaller movies. So what this comprises of is a lot of friends and a lot of people doing you favors. Mm-hmm. A so a lot favorite. of it's deferred, a lot of favors. So if someone come in who's supposed to make $900 a day being a DP – Maybe fifteen hundred dollars a day. Maybe you know 
$2,500 a day and they're doing it for $180 a day, right. um, wow. low minimum wage. And then if, if and when the film ever makes money, you know, sometimes these people do see their money back, but seldom, especially in indie, indie movies. Indie movies usually are there for you to make your next movie. Right. So they're, they're about, get, they're about getting recognition and upping your budget. It's like climbing a ladder. Exactly, exactly. Um, because, you know, not everybody can be in the studio system, right. especially for actors and writers like ourselves. The studio system really comprises of people in Catch-22 who already made it in the industry, you know? So, uh, as you said, an indie movie is a very slow burn. So I'm not Brad Pitt, and someone would sit there for he 20 minutes like Brad watching Pitt, Brad Pitt <laughs> eat a sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's, it's the scales, it's the balance. It. So, yeah, it's a very low budget, but we're very proud of it because a lot of people did a lot of work for very, very little money. Well, that's uh, – I've I've started to experience more of these, these uh, small-budget films. Two of my sons were in one uh, last summer – that is going to be coming out this year, and I learned a lot just following the following them around and watching, and then started to do uh, some more research on on the topic, and and that's what it seems like that you've got a lot of very talented people putting blood, sweat, tears, their own money into things. It, it's like anything else. It's like being it's like being a professional athlete. It's like being a musician. You got to kiss a lot of frogs before you finally get a prince. You gotta really, you gotta <laughs> yeah. be, you gotta be willing to have a alternate way of making a living and just keep putting out content over and over and over again yeah. until and something catches the attention of somebody who will fund your big you project. That. Yeah. <laughs> so I give you guys a lot, a lot of credit lot of for chasing and... that dream. Yes, and it was a hard dream to chase. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of yeah, sleepless and... nights. Tell a us what it was like. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Donnie in on the conversation, and I want the three of you to tell Please. me what it's like. What I'm in for because I'm gonna be working with Luana. Tell me what it's like working with Luana on a day to day basis. <laughs> who wants to go first? Uh, <laughs> uh, do, do you want the truth, or should we just? Uh, no, 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 no. We don't want the truth. Let's just sweeten it up. I want I want 120,000 people living in the Greater Kenosha area to hear the truth about the amazing Luana. Can so, we yes, ha- tell can, me. Can, can, can we handle the truth? Sorry, I mean I'm, you can't I'm handle the truth. The longest. Who, who, who's on them longest? I, I guess that would be. Donnie. All right, Donnie, Donnie Max going first. All right, I, I will. <clears throat> I will say. Let's Luana. roaster. Roaster. Come on. No, we can't do that. Come on, no, we can't do that. <laughs> it's like it's like an indoctrination. We are professional here. She is an amazing person behind the camera. She is amazing what she does. She's incredible how she can convey what she wants to see, whether it be on film or on video. But she has some quirks. <laughs> and quirks. Just a few, no. but they're good corks, and we learn to work around her corks because at the end of the day, everybody's happy because. Well, one, one of the band members left with a wet willy. And a lot of people don't understand my idea. I think Don is one of the only people that get my crazy because, like, literally, I will explain everything to him, and then everybody else is like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "You'll see later. You'll see." That's because they do the rewrites, <laughs> and then when they. And then, <laughs> And then when they do Luke, see it, they're trying to that. sue me. Once they do see it, then they're like, oh, how can I get more money out of this? <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. You know you get in somewhere where they start coming out the woodwork to sue you. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Those yeah. are horrible situations. You already have the network suing you? <laughs> oh, boy. So you're a troublemaker, huh? Touch wood, yeah. All yeah. right. Next yeah. up, to, who's, no, I mean, no, no, who's going next? No, no, I so. want to hear more about Lou. I want to hear more about what I'm in store for oh, here, working with Luana. Well, Luana, um, I mean, we we wouldn't have gotten it done without Luana. That's Absolutely. for sure. Wow. I mean, we made a great okay. team. Um, 
and I mean, we we went for it, right, Luana? We went yes. for it, and we still are going for it. Right. There's a lot of new projects in the works. Right. Um, Luke himself is an amazing writer. Oh, <laughs> yes. Luke knows horror like it's the back of his hand. Yeah. He is. He knows the genre. I truly love the storyline of this. He, I really, really like he it. He knows it. Live and breathe it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, nice. So when it comes to this genre, he knows what he's talking about completely, and he's a fantastic writer. And you know, and we put this together, and without Luana, it would have just fallen flat. I mean, she she knows people, and she knows how to go out there. And she's she's a good network artist. <laughs> a network artist, I yeah. love it. A yeah. network so, artist. Yeah, yeah artist. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, film is a collaboration, and you have to work as a team. Yes. Yes. You have to. Um, and I was and just blessed to have met and them and everybody. And I mean, literally. How did you all? How did you all come in contact with each other? With Mark Fazio. Mark Fazio. So, Mark, so Mark brought Our all of you together. Yeah. Gotcha. They probably met him in an espresso shop. Was it like well, right now? Is thing. it nighttime As in Alaska for the next six in months? In Los Angeles, I think you're right. You have to wait tables. And yep. on the side, I was waiting tables, and I came across a guy named Mark Fazio. Now, I'm the kind of person that I'm always working, even when I'm waiting tables. And I was like, I have the story. I don't want you to look at it. And this guy's amazing. He's like, well, I have a partner, and she would love this. And that's how we got hold of Luana. Wow. Yeah. So for people who are always trying, don't – I always feel like people don't want to ask. And right. I think the biggest thing to do is always ask. The only thing you might hear is no. You know, then I, just I'm ask Im- again. I'm immune to no. And then ask again. Yeah, you just keep on, just you just keep on, because someone else, you, know, you 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 have to be immune to know to chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. And when I met oh, them, right. I didn't even know that I wanted to get into movies because I was just doing reality shows. So it was like, it was like that was my forte, that was my genre. And then all of a sudden, Mark came in with, "Oh, let's do movies." And then all of a sudden, we just kept getting funded and funded and funded. It was like movie, movie, movie. And it's like, oh, maybe we should start doing movies. <laughs> What, how's and the process? Funding, and then lost funding, and then lost funding. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Gotcha. Well, we're going to go to a break here. we got to go to a break, but when we come back, stay on the line if you can, if you can't understand, but if you can, stay on the line. And when we come back, we'll talk a little more movie making and uh, a, a little more bone box. For sure. Thank you. All right. Right back. And we're back on AM 1050 WLIP. This is Ralph Nudie. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. You can also listen to us on WLIP.com, listen to WLIP on the iHeartRadio app, or you can watch us. And believe me, we're fun to watch. Go to GetRealWithRalph.com. as That will take you directly to our YouTube channel where you can check out all our beautiful faces. So here we are in the studio. We are talking with the... Producers, the, uh, the the main actor and the writer of the independent small small market independent film, The Bone Box, which was done by Lakeshore Productions, which has recently relocated its headquarters here to Kenosha, Wisconsin. And uh, Luana Figueroa has uh, joined the production team over here at Get Real with Ralph, as well as some of our other um, our ventures. So, little uh, I guess excitement and disclosure there. <laughs> And uh, I'm excited to work with you, and uh, I'm excited to hear all of your experiences working with Luana because my first impression was like, wow, <laughs> this girl's crazy. <laughs> she's brilliant, but she's crazy. I want more of that in my show. 
and and here you are, and 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 I'm glad you're here. So I don't want this to turn into a I Love Luana festival or anything by any means. But but uh, there there should be one. There, oh. there should be a I Love Luana festival. You you know what you're gonna you're the committee chair for that. I will, I will, the, the I, will love, I will do that. Yeah, I know you will. It's, yeah. it's like I love Lucy, but the other way around, she's gonna do the splaining. Luana, <laughs> Luana, you're so crazy. <laughs> but Lucy. <laughs> All right, so we have also on the line, uh, are, are you gentlemen still on? Still here. Still there. All right. Still I'm here. There. All right, who didn't get to go yet and take their turn at Luana? Luke. <laughs> Luke, Luke, use the force, Luke. Use the force. Uh, I would say <laughs> the whole time we were working on the movie, I talked to Luana on the phone 24-7 because she was in Chicago, I was in L.A., and there were nights where – I would get a phone call from Luana at like 1 a.m., 3 a.m. her time, and I was just prepared to talk to her. Whatever <laughs> mood she was in, she was always very entertaining. I'll say that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's entertaining. <laughs> we got very close. <laughs> get a little closer, like an Aerodex Extra Dry commercial close. There was like a free live read. I don't. Even, I didn't even get paid for saying Aerodex Extra Dry, and I said it twice. And you said it was- yeah, you said twice. I know, I know. Send them a bill. See if they pay. If they don't, oh well. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. All right. <laughs> so back to the boom box because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, dis- uh, tell us a little bit about how you get this movie to the consumer distribution wise. Obviously, we're going to do a premiere here, but I don't think uh, many people who haven't watched uh, a lot of independent films or been involved really know how that works because it's a little different than like Universal releasing a movie. I mean, it's not going to show up. At, yeah, at, it's not going to show up over at Tinseltown uh, unless we make that happen. So, h- how do you get that distributed and get it to the to the viewer? Um, so, there's different routes. I mean, some films like go to film festivals and get interest from companies that way. Um, uh, so, Gareth actually a friend uh, contacted his contact that uh, put us with this company called Terror Films. Um, it's a distribution company that we signed with. Um, we're on their 2020 slate. Um, it's ultimately going to come out on different digital platforms. We don't know which ones, um, exactly when, um, but in 2020, we'll be excited to like announce which streaming services. Are so you're going straight on. to distribution. You're not making a film festival circuit with this one. Uh, no, I mean, we we didn't go that route. We got lucky that we found a company yeah. cool. before even doing that process. Cool, cool. Good to know. Good to know. And uh, the premiere, I believe we're going to do this winter of 2020, and Luana and I are actually in negotiations with several venues, and uh, we will be going public with the dates once uh, we get that, and you guys all come to an agreement, and we're very excited about bringing this to this market because uh, I think there's an appetite here for new and uh this was new and and refreshing and entertaining and a little bit scary and a lot of bit fun yes. and uh definitely was worth uh worth the was it 90 how many minutes is the film uh it's an hour and 26 minutes yeah. hour and 26 so yeah it's a, it's a it's 86 minutes well spent and um I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait for the. Re- I got a chance to premiere it as a private video. I can't wait for the rest of the world to see the Bone Box. Gareth, great performance, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He was. And, uh, he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, you. Uh, 
you know, to have that camera on you for the entire film, and and literally when you have a film written and filmed that way, uh, the main actor's carrying the entire film on their back as far as the dramatic aspect of it. You did a very good job with that, the interactions with your aunt, the phone conversation, the interaction with the police, the interaction with your partner in crime. I can't remember that character's name, but... Uh, Melody. Yeah, yeah, you loved it. L- loved how the whole thing t- took hold, went from start to finish. Uh, and it really draws you. you in. Like it, it one, it's like you are where he's at at that moment. Like that's how it draws you in. It's like it's like you are him. Yeah, you you pretend to be him at some point, and yes. what would you do? Uh, Gareth not only carries this movie, but he's got a great surrounding cast. Absolutely. But, but Luke, his his dialogue that he's created in the movie, yes. his camera angles and how he tells the story. The combination is a hit yes. success. And and also, too, you guys out here in Kenosha or Chicago or wherever you're living, come out here for the premiere. Come and meet Gareth personally. He will be there to Absolutely. hug you, kiss your baby, <laughs> shake your hand. <laughs> Post pictures, uh, As long as he doesn't get that, you know, I'm surprised Luana didn't get that confused and say, you know, kiss your hand, shake your baby, because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to meet the director um as uh the writer as well and he right. did a phenomenal job so if there's like yeah you if you know, got people... questions you want to pick somebody's yeah. mind that would be the great place I de- to start i definitely want to pick luke's mind i'm a writer myself i want to pick your mind luke i want to pick your mind luke. <laughs> let's do it i yeah. want to pick your mind Where? I want to pick you. Oh, right, right. <laughs> no copyright on that one. No, what's great no, is that, you know, not only are they going to be able to meet them, if you guys have ideas for mm. movies and films and you're saying, hey, I want to invest wanna, in you my know own I movie, do. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Meet us at the premiere. Let us know what you want to do. Let us know how much money you want to spend. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> and Sounds by the like way, for commercial. How many, and while we're how at many that, investors you have. <laughs> While we're at that, Lakeshore Productions does do commercial work, and yeah. they have done quite a few promo videos for various companies in the Chicagoland area, and their work is spectacular. If you go to YouTube and you look up Lakeshore Productions, there's, there's Lake a couple Shore of Production them. Lakeshore Productions, Inc. Lakeshore Productions, Inc. You can yeah. see they did a whole series of commercials for a karate studio that had me giggling my butt off when I watched that. Yes. I, that they, they were funny, especially the grandma with the cookies. Oh, yeah. Give me your cookies. You want a little milk with those cookies? Yeah. I'm surprised she did didn't like end it with the word bitch while she was at it, but that was uh, <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, um, it was great. Were you are you guys responsible so for any do, of the commercial stuff? No. Well, well what we and, do as well is we do CGI and 3D animation. So um, if you wanted any of your logos animated or anything like that, all you got to do is send us what your logo is. Tell me the concept of what you guys believe that it is. I will come to your location and then I'll evaluate your company. And then once I evaluate the company, then I'll be able to depict on what. I'm going to film for you, and I'll give you your script on what you need, and then we can kind of go from there and mix and match ideas. What do you go for when you do that? Are you are you m- normally going for funny? Is that I mean that's your thing? Um, it all depends. You know okay. what we do is we provide a service where it will be uh, TV ready, so the format will be already ready to air on television to any because you got to buy your own airtime, right? Of and course. And then once you do that, then you're already. But we're going to be announcing some amazing sponsorship opportunities where Absolutely. you can get your productions filmed for free if you're sponsoring some of the content that Lakeshore Productions is putting together so you might be able to get a double double dip there on on your dollars. Whammy, whammy, whammy. 
There we go. <laughs> there you go. Gentlemen. Wow. Um, that's you, that's so, you guys. There are no gentlemen so, in this room, they, only on the they phone. They have the phone. They're looking yeah. behind themselves. Who are they talking to? Uh, well, I'm not talking to myself or Jim or Donnie Mack. <laughs> they're, thinking, they're thinking these people in Wisconsin are nuts. <laughs> I, any last-minute stuff that you want to add or share about the bone box before we wrap this up? Because oh. I know we're going to be coming to a uh, mandatory break here. Um, Luke? I thought, weren't you about to say something? Or, yeah, or I want to mention to anybody who, because we have a lot more things in the pipeline, mm-hmm. okay. right? And we want to carry on making good movies. So any investors out there who want to get into this industry and become producers and learn from Luana and help share and collaborate with us, text, uh, movie making is now a tax-free place. It's, it's, no, it's like 100% incentive for those people needing to put their money somewhere in investment. It's 100% tax deductible now. So um, look into that and get hold of uh, Lakeshore Luana. So 100% of the proceeds of investing in film are tax deductible right now. Yes. That's That's right. That is a really, really huge incentive to invest in film. The entire investment is tax deductible, mm -hmm. but you still get the benefit of the profit if it makes a profit. If it loses everything, you still get the tax deduction, the the whole 100%. Yep. That's a big incentive. And you see your name in light. So you see your name on something like the Bone Box, which to me is an amazing indie movie. So, um, you know, it's a good incentive. So just putting it out there. Yes, so people get a hold of us, contact us, call us. If you get a hold of Gareth or Luke and they don't tell me, then I'm gonna go you know, I'm gonna go meet them out there in LA and then we're gonna have a discussion. I'll make sure that I have contact information on the episode guide here. So if you go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page yes. and this is episode thirty, what is it right now? Thirty three. 33, that's what I thought. We had, a, we had an argument about that earlier. Episode 33 <laughs> of Get Real with Ralph, if you're looking at it on the YouTube channel, uh, if you go into the description, uh, if you have any uh, inkling or any infor- uh, want any information yeah. on movie making or investing in movie making, we'll make sure that we have contact information for Lakeshore Productions there, which is now headquartered in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Guys, thank you yeah, thanks for, so thanks for being very on much. The show, guys. This was great. Good luck. Yeah, thank Good you for having us. Guys, we appreciate man. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Right. Awesome. Well, that was an absolute ton of fun. It was awesome. Jim's banging the the microphone over there with his <laughs> headphones. And... He just punched my boob on the way to the. <laughs> it was. She's so, she gets so, so she gets so close to me. I I can't help it. I mean, you know. I bet I bet you're glad you put your deodorant on this morning, huh? <laughs> this morning. Oh, yesterday I'm happy morning. I put my deodorant on. Today, yesterday was different, right? <laughs> yeah. You guys are pretty cozy over there. Yeah, I know. Are. Can't really I'm... see much what's going on, but I would suggest you keep. Yeah, yeah. Please keep your hands. All four hands. Keep your hands above, above the desk at all times, kids. I see her smiling. I see Jimmy's eyes rolling. Children, oh. children, children, children. Okay. Uh, getting getting back to the show. Um, so you're uh, so the company is now in Kenosha. Yeah, that's correct. We are, and we're looking for people located out here. at seventy five twenty thirty ninth Avenue in Kenosha. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're we're actually uh, looking for people to come on board. We're looking for uh, producers, writers, 
if you're a talented actress, actor, um, we're also looking for local editors. So if you have any of these talents or skills, please contact us. Contact Ralph Moody um, or, or myself. Uh, you could just Google me, Luana Figueroa Producer, um, and you'll be able to find me. I'm everywhere, baby. Everywhere. So, um, or you can contact Don McNeil or Mark Fazio. So anybody you get in contact with, just tell them that you want to talk to the boss. Uh, and, and I see. I, now, see. Now, I now, see how you roll. Now, Don, <laughs> now, 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 oh, and Ralph Nudie. Yeah. <laughs> nudie, nudie. You know, you know, Don and I go way back. We, we, we had a fun time in New York City we one did. time. We did. Uh, go ahead and tell the story. It's <laughs> well, so, so much fun. We, uh, long story short, Jim and I appeared on a uh, court TV show where um, I was bringing a suit against Jim. Yeah. He was my personal trainer. And uh, Jim tried to take me to the cleaners, but uh, thank goodness. Wait a minute, you're talking we... about suits and cleaners? I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> you, you, you tried to wear uh, his suit and it didn't work? Pretty, so pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> he was a, a professional weight trainer. I was a, tra- I was a trainer. And uh, he tried to bring me back into shape after I met him in front of a Walmart one time. He told me he was unemployed, but he was a weight trainer and he could give me a great deal and so mm-hmm. forth. But is this right, a later. plot line or a true story? <laughs> so, so, I know. That's what I'm wondering. So, so then, then I, I cut him off after uh, one session because he wasn't motivated enough, and it was a waste of my time. Were you really a personal trainer, or are you just, are you just like, pulling my like As far as they knew. As far as, yes. <laughs> oh, so you did this as a practical joke? <laughs> well, let's just yeah, say let's that just say. Um, it, um, it was a good show. And it was fun. He, he liked it. And it was Jim, at the time, was working at... Um, at a health club. At a health club. So I was in shape, too. It was right, great. right. So, you're like that dude from uh, Dodgeball, probably puffing up the old yeah, there sack. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. So I, I thought that one time we got caught. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a few things that we had to kind of grin and, uh, and bear it. But it was, um, hey. you were you gave it a, an amazing, uh, um, I, I, for lack of a better word, you were incredible telling your side of the story. Yeah. Uh, even though it was a little bit out there, but right. you had I've some believers lots... until the courtroom turned on you and started booing you. Oh, God. <laughs> I've heard several people the African say Amer- Jim did, was did, incredible did the before, African and Ameri- mostly women. Yeah, the African-American <laughs> women sitting in, in the galley like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I I worked that crowd good. I turned around just looked at the audience and says, yes, this is true. Now the dumbbell. He brings the dumbbell. Oh, the dumbbell. What did I yeah. get myself you know into I here, don't people. know what you did. Oh. Well, let's move on. But it was it was no, 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 Oh my gosh! So the move out here from La- with Lakeshore yeah, Productions—that right. was crazy. That was. Oh I, my um... gosh! So I send him a list of my equipment, and then he comes to my house to pick up the equipment. Yeah. And he goes, "I didn't know you had so much stuff." And I said, "Well, I sent you the list." <laughs> well, I know. So, but we got it all. She didn't think I was going to pack it all into this one U-Haul trailer. Oh my gosh! She's now, like ho- Mighty Mouse guy. I hope we make He's... it there and back. We. Uh, I hope we get through this before the break. But we go to the U-Haul place, which is two blocks from her place, and I swear to God, Sam. Samuel L. Jackson owns the damn place. <laughs> the dude looks like him. He talks like him, right? He's like the coolest dude ever. And he asked, he asked me if I want to donate a dollar to charity because the U-Haul has a built-in. So I started telling him about, hey, I have my own charity. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know, me too. I got kids. I'm like, no, no, really. I 
have my own charity. The next thing you know, we're talking about songs of freedom and human trafficking, and we're really like striking it up. We walk out there, and I pick up the uh, trailer, and I slam it onto the hitch. He picks up the whole trailer by himself. Okay, it's not that big of a feat. You know, it's counterweighted, <laughs> right? Not that it's big. not that heavy. It's like- and now they're talking, the and, and Luana says, yeah, I live two blocks from me. He says, where's she? She goes over there in Honky Town. And I looked at the two of them. I said, <laughs> you call a neighborhood Honky Town? And they both looked at me like it was the dumbest question they ever heard, and they laughed their asses <laughs> off at me. He was so so I'm getting laughed at by Luana and Samuel L. Jackson's clone <laughs> as we're moving Lakeshore Productions from East Chicago, Indiana to Kenosha, Wisconsin. This has been a great episode of Get Real with Ralph. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel as we start to release more independent content throughout the week. Tune in next Sunday, every Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. on AM 1050 WLIP or GetRealWithRalph.com. We are out. Nothing on miles in my head.